You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! Episode 144 of, Besh- of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I'm your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Back again, and with me. So, if for anyone who's concerned about a particular absence in our last episode, uh, with me again is the Aquan himself, everyone! How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, without revealing any spoilers, we'll just let's just say I'm talking about the Knicks, okay? The Knicks are doing great, and I'm happy. But uh, beyond that, of course, we're here to talk Besiktas, and so um, so that I don't have to worry about giving away any spoilers. Let's just dig right in, shall we? Sure. You ready for this? Um, so let's talk a little bit about lineups. And I guess, first, no, let's. I, I like what we've done lately with the preamble and sort of talking about what led into this match. And I'll bring up, once again, the old Nick's Besiktas link slash curse, um, although could be working out this time around. Um, I've mentioned this previously on the podcast, like about a year or so ago, probably. Um, but whenever the Knicks play on the same calendar date as Besiktas, and, and usually that's on the Istanbul clock, so if it's nighttime here, Besiktas in the morning, it's the same result. So if the Knicks lose, Besiktas loses. If the Knicks win, Besiktas wins. Um, sometimes vice versa, like, uh, rarely. But so, last week, I, I sort of confidently predicted Besiktas would beat Sivas, because the Knicks won in a surprising match. And yet again, going into this match, the Knicks defeated a theoretically very superior Indiana Pacers team. So I really felt, and I said it in the group chat, this is going to go our way, folks. And so let's let's see how the prophecy plays out. Um, sorry, now back to the match. Sorry, everyone. Uh, lineups. Yeah, I mean, um, we were missing... A few players. Abubakar is, uh, you know, had the funeral. I think the day before, the day of the match. Yeah. Um. So obviously he wasn't there. <laughs> um, I think he's coming back to Turkey. You know, as the time we're recording it, like tomorrow, um, Tuesday in Turkey. Um, and hopefully he clears all COVID protocol and is like right back into training on on Wednesday in theory. Although we also don't know about his like psychological temperament, huh? Yeah, I mean, based on what I heard, there's a chance, I guess he doesn't have to quarantine for 14 days as long as he does the test okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he could be back for the next game against uh, Riza. Um, which sounds kind of crazy, like back in the squad, which doesn't, like the day after he gets back. But most likely, I think Hatai is more a more realistic expectation, assuming he doesn't test positive. So. Yeah, I mean, the t- it's obviously all going to hinge on the test. 
Um, and I don't know how like Cameroon is doing specifically, but Africa has been lauded for their COVID protocol and like how, how it's panned out there. So hopefully that works in our favor. Uh, and he comes back and he doesn't test positive and you know, I mean at least he could be on the on the bench on Wednesday theoretically like but again it also really uh, We can't stress enough how much it depends on his temperament and his Mentality obviously everyone saw the photo that was leaked from his mother's funeral and he looked like devastated eh? that was like just yesterday So yes uh, But anyway, sorry two days ago, but yeah but so yeah, let's let's dig, dig back into this lineup, everyone. Sorry. So Laren was the uh, was the nine this game um, for Mr. Bubakar. Gezal was also out. He did not recover in time from his injury. Um, he's back in training though after the game. Spoiler. So yeah, he should be good to go. Um, Gekontero was also not in the squad yet. He's also training. Um, so Guven came out on the right wing for the start with Unkudu on the left the midfield a surprise returner um, the very clearly still injured Joseph um, lagged 90 minutes with uh, Tiba and Mensa as his midfield partners and then the back four saw one change uh, Ridvan was rotated for Ensakala with you know Vita Wellington and Rosier Arson maintaining their their spots so that's how we entered the game yeah, um, I've seen, see, I thought Laren was on the right wing and Gouven was listed up front. Um, that's what's that Google listed here. And I think, like, I guess because I was watching, like, I guess I'll, I'll just mention that being USA slash being connect yet again, freaking around with me over here. <laughs> um, Last minute. Oh, look Look who's not airing Besiktas. So I was scrambling around. And so now that I think about it, I probably didn't see the lineup live. Um, and I may have been using Google then too. So that could be the problem. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was Laren on the right and Guven up front um, officially. But I don't know how that panned out really. Are you sure that, that it was the other way around? Um, I mean, they kind of like in the first part, they both leave like kind of both played on the right wing it was kind of weird like they were just interchanging yeah um but as the game progressed Laren, you know showed like that he was, i think it's like his average position if you look at that average touch was more central um so i would say he was the he was the striker the yeah maybe he even sort of i mean there the is it was kind of hard is you know they both kind of lean towards the right so it was like at you know for periods of time it was like there was no striker but you know just for for the purpose of the visualization i'd say laren was the striker nice um what i can say is that when guven was up there he was up to his old antics and not really like present at all i mean i i guess this is one thing i'll spoil since it doesn't really throw away the result this was for me Guven Yalchin's worst performance in our kit, in my opinion. Are you on? Are you on the same page as I am? I can't think of a worse one. It might not be the worst, but it's you know if it's not the worst, it's the second oh, worst. Oh wait, that was you know. Didn't he give up like two goals as a Oh substitute? yeah, Malatya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, that may yeah, have been the game. He came in and seriously like just lost the game. Like he gave away <laughs> oh, the penalty, and then um. 
And he came back and like gave he away another goal or something. Yeah. I think he can't kept someone on side. Yeah, he he has had some a couple catastrophic performances, particularly defensively. This time was just offensively. As an all around, yeah, as yeah. like a match where he played a lot, like he really, yeah, he showed nothing. Yeah, I don't. I I, I won't. I guess we'll get into the match itself. You've pretty much covered it all there. Beyond that, like the only, I guess you mentioned surprise was Insakala for Ridvan. How are your feelings on that? I mean, I think uh, some of us felt like uh, Ridvan has a little bit of a overconfidence issue. Um, mm -hmm. So that him getting benched, you know, occasionally isn't Could a bad thing, good. especially as we're playing so many games. It's not like Insakala sucks. Um, not like he doesn't deserve to play at all kind of thing um and you know at the flip side you know maybe you're calming ridvan down a little bit so i think you know um yeah i think it's fine especially i'm assuming ridvan will just start the next game they'll kind of be uh swapping out here i'm still quite high on encycla like not obviously on his performances with us like generally speaking but at least on his abilities and i think the more he's settled in and like played with the team the more he's proven that, and, it's, and the same goes for Wellington, actually, uh, even probably even more so for Wellington. But um, I really feel like we have two good rotation pieces in those guys, and I feel like them rotate, being rotated and spelling each other, and one keeping the other healthy, and like you said, um, checking the ego of the youngster. Like, there's, the, I, I feel like we're actually quite fortunate now, now especially, to have both of those guys in that position. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, get a similar situation on, on the right back position, maybe. As you know, we just got the one right back, but um, for now. Yeah, yeah, right, sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but so, yeah, let's just dive into the match on that note. We've already sort of spoiled a bit, although, again, not the result. Um, <clears throat> I actually thought we came out really strong right from the get-go. And it was what happened first that kind of changed everything about um, at least the next 30 or so minutes of football. Um, 12th minute, Evron. What happened there? Yeah, so uh, a little bit before, I guess, Ankudu won a penalty. Um, yeah. The 12th minute uh, where Mensa would take it. So Ankudu kind of like breaks down, you know, in the box. Look like he's going to hit across with his left foot. You know, or maybe he, like, cut in, and then instead the right back just slide tackles him, kind of for, like, no reason. Because um, it wasn't like it was, like, you know, he had to make a challenge. Uh, but, you know, he decided to. He tripped him. Onkudu uh, obliged, and, you know, he went down. Um, and that was the penalty. And then uh, surprising choice for the taker with Abubakar out. Um, Mr. Mensa went to take against his former team. Yeah. So. Uh, which, and you'd, you'd imagine they would know his tendencies pretty well from practices and whatnot. Although this keeper for Kaiserde, we should have add, was a pretty bit of a youngster, eh? Yeah, he's, uh, this is his third professional game. He's just 18 years old, just turned 18 a couple months ago, so. Wow. It looks like Turkey has, uh, it, in the past we've had like two, we always have too many of guys, too many at one position, like now it's central defender, I guess. Uh, but the next gen, we might have too many good young strikers or goalkeepers, rather, goalkeepers, which is yeah. annoying. And then no strikers, on the other hand, which is I think we had like a period where we had like no goalkeepers. Um, yeah, exactly. Now it's <laughs> we had Babajan at the Euros. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, now we have a bunch, but 
or not now, but in like a few years, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, interesting. This kid played real well, obviously, from the outset. <clears throat> I think um, right before the penalty, we're well, not right before, but like the fourth minute, Atiba had a a nice shot, you know, did a nice little uh, step over, cuts in, hits a nice shot, keeper parries it away, and then he comes to this penalty, and you know. Just further boosts his ego at this point. <laughs> yeah, that um, Atiba shot might have been like right from the on the off the whistle, right? Like I feel like we brought it up and had that amazing opportunity, right? It was one of those. Was is that accurate? Though? No, it was, like, it was the third or fourth minute, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, penalty. Mensa steps up. Do you want to describe it or? Yeah, he takes like a slow walk and run up. Not a run up, a walk up, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and then he doesn't really like fake either way. Um, kind of looks to you know just take a good penalty um, to to the left, but the keeper is is equal to it and parries it away. It wasn't like super low or super hard. It was at like you know a little bit too in between, um, even though it wasn't poorly placed. And uh, Mr. Alimdar, Doan Alimdar, made the save. Um, and you know it, it was kind of like man, it might be one of those days. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that was sort of what I was alluding to, is that we were on the attack and, and looking really sort of progressive uh, for the first 12 minutes, and then as soon as we missed that penalty, and this this often happens, I've noticed, uh, in football, uh, it just, like, took the wind out of our sails. We were bummed. It was, you know, I think yeah. it's always like we had this, like, gift-wrapped opportunity that we just blew, and so, <clears throat> yeah, that weighed on them pretty heavily. The next actual... Um, like m official moment in the match was Wellington picking up a yellow card in the 40th minute. D do you recall any other sort of major highlights? But before then, though, I mean, in terms of chances, it, it got pretty quiet there um, for did, a while. Yeah, the, the game uh, died out. Kaiser was clearly playing for the point, um, <laughs> and they were yeah. gonna take their luck and um, you know bunker down. This is the latest thing that we're facing pretty much week in, week out, you could say. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the main highlight for me in that first half was just how awful Guven was. That's what I remembered. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, like, in the 25th minute, I was like, if they subbed him off now, you know, I wouldn't even be mad, that kind of thing. Every like, touch was like, was like, he'd lose the ball, or he would take that extra step he shouldn't have and he'd lose you know like he, or a bad yeah, like really not a single thing like there was actually one chance for him to score a goal that's what we didn't mention it was like a loop a perfect cross from rosier like dropping oh, yeah. on his chest but the defender like put his leg up and like ben just kind of like i don't know how you how you would say it like um like if someone was gonna hit you and you, like he like flinched you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. instead of trying to chest the ball down he just like flinched and the ball like hit him um but yeah. like you know, if if you had like half, you know, half an eye open, if he was uh, half aware of his situation, yeah, exactly. he could have just like taken an okay touch and would have been in plenty of space just to side foot a finish into either corner. Uh, but instead, you know, he was not clearly in any sort of mood. Touch. Yeah, exactly. Like bounced. He wasn't off even looking awkwardly. at the ball. Like yeah, it was just like. Yeah. No, it was it was a pretty terrible half after the, the missed penalty, and and you were starting to get dark feelings, although. For anyone who knows about the old Nick Besiktas prophecy, we knew it was coming, didn't we? Uh, damn, that was a spoiler. <laughs> Whatever. 62nd minute after the half, we go in. It's nil-nil. Uh, Kvirzic gets himself 
a yellow card. But that's also when we would take the opportunity to make a substitution. Guven Yeljin coming out for Aydin Hasic, the man of the podcast over here. <laughs> um, he immediately, I thought, made his presence clear. His, his passes were crisp. Uh, I really uh, appreciated, like, we had a winger out there, it seemed like, for a minute, rather than a klutz. Um, I was just disappointed it took that long for him to come on, Um, especially he hasn't played a league game since, like, uh, October 4th was the last time he played. Um, So, you know, I've I've been dying for this man to play. I mean, I'm I'm with you, but I'm also not in that, like, yeah, you have been a vocal but um, I'm... Like, on the one hand, I'm with you 100%. Like, I've, I've, I've called him our brightest prospect, and we're playing, like, actually playing two guys regularly who are also prospects. Um, so, by that logic, he should get playing time. But, but on the other hand, like, I don't want to look a gift towards the mouth. Like, well, at least we're, we're getting Erson, you know, and Ridvan. Like, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little ambivalent, but, obvi- like, obviously I agree, too, especially given that Guven Yelchin's getting any playing time. <laughs> should just never happen uh, if you have a guy like Hasage. But yeah, like, I also think that this is why I think Kyle Laren looking like more of a striker on the, the heat chart or whatever, like, because I think this is when he officially was the striker. Um, so that could have impacted, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really yeah, think Kuben was just a terrible in, striker. When Hasage um, came in, it was like, it was, that was when it was a clear shift to Laren as a striker. Yeah, and he um, immediately, before like, that, it was kind of just a little bit, you know, they were just kind of, like, trying to work together, but it wasn't working. No, no, it was just a, it was a, it was a crap show. It's my non-bleep version of that expression. Um, 73rd minute, Nejip would come in for Bernard Mensah. <laughs> yeah, that um, was a surprising substitution. Sure was, um, and, and you could definitely make the argument that... CDMs. Yeah, you could make the argument that it wasn't Mensa's like best day, but Nedjip? Um Yeah, I think that was uh, seeing Mensa come off was not a shock. You know, he missed the penalty, and outside of that, he definitely had one of his lesser performances, um, if not one of his worst. But you know, we had Ozan, Kartal, Dorukan, Atakan. You know, you know more attacking players. Yeah. Um, compared to Nedjip, and you're just like, oh, okay. You know, yeah, three exactly. CDMs is what you want to roll with, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, also, and I'm gonna like I'll take this opportunity to note in the 77th minute they made a sub Mansala coming in for Pedro Enrique, and I thought on a number of occasions that this Enrique character might make the old hit list. Um, bit of a turd this one. <laughs> Did you see him out there? I don't know if you if you know what I'm talking about, but he was. Several. Uh, I don't remember exactly him. I remember Aziz Bayich was like, you know, just constant complaining, diving. Um, it's, it's it's quite a trend. I'm not sure if it's a Turkish league trend or just a versus Besiktas trend where players go down holding their face constantly um, with, with no contact. That was what it was just like so frustrating to watch. Um, so Enrique might have been one of those. He was after, he was he was he was a prime candidate. A guy who was like fouling well. Um, flapping and trying to get calls like I hate I hate that like you literally fouled the guy and fell trying to like and complain that they called the foul on you like I hate that um, yeah but so the the old hit list the new sound effect I th- I'm using it although I don't know if I'm like putting him up there with like a damn and the others um, 
he's definitely on my mind. I'll say that. Uh, 82nd minute. Still no goal scored. Alibek came in for Kanga. Kanga's pace was, was a threat the whole match, but his, you know. I mean, Wellington really pocketed him, to be honest. Like at all? No, um, he did not. I think there was one time he broke past the defense, mm -hmm. um, but the Vita caught up to him, shepherded him, yeah. and then Wellington came back and took the ball from him. Yeah, Wellington um, which was I really. I think is part good. of the reason why Vita has gone back into the eleven. Um, not saying he's Usain Bolt, but compared to Montero and Wellington, he's definitely yeah, he's pretty pacey. Um, fleet-footed for a center back. So. Yeah. Um. Also, in the eighty-second minute, I should note we finally. Took out a defensive midfielder, Atiba, um, who was you know, pretty pretty decent all game, but again not his best. Just hired. Yeah, um, I do too. Uh, but in came Ozan, another siding. Um, so yeah, 82nd minute, still nothing, and then 87th minute, Miguel Lopes. Uh, well, I'll hand you the mic, everyone. What happened? Yeah, Miguel Lopes uh, makes another, you know, just not necessary tackle um, so this is one of the uh, you know hostage sightings he gets the ball on the right wing you know cuts inside almost like an Embray more esque you know little weaving run plays a couple one twos um, gives it to Onkudu uh, at the top of the box thinking, oh Onkudu's gonna lay this back to uh, the hostage for a one-time shot said he just stands still in the box literally just like you know staring at the two defenders on him just and you're like what is he doing said he just plays this a trickling through ball into like the same position where he got fouled for Ensako. Ensako goes to cross it and he does get the cross off and then Lopes comes in and you know slides go, comes in and studs up. Clatter you know, just like, like a, <laughs> yeah, just like a wild tackle for no reason. So um, stupid. Referee calls nothing but as you know Ensako is like wriggling on the ground because there was like a three-man collision from that wild tackle. He took a nasty fall. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> he like went down. I thought he might have broken his collarbone honestly. When Lopes like took him out he took I think like the, the, with the combination they took out another Kaiseri player and there was just you know some. Yeah no it, it was Lopes took him out and then he like bounced awkwardly off of another guy who was also yeah. I think Lopes might have like pushed over too. It uh, was and then was uh, you know it was like kind of like the Fenerbahce penalty we conceded, but like times ten, like on the foul scale. Like it was just like mm -hmm. you know a very clear yellow card foul and dangerous. Um, yeah, like everything. About yeah, it was you know like if he connected, he would have broke his leg if he connected. I better. was worried he. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and he didn't again, like, fall was terrible like, with yeah. his studs. So that's why he didn't like you know take like murder him. But you know he still came in like you know like a wild guy. And then you know VAR came in to help us. Sure did. Um, for once, and um, he got a penalty again. Yeah, and a yellow card for Lopes. But yeah, um, and Georges Kevin Uncoudou would step up. And what happened yeah, here? Yeah, Uncoudou, who uh, was one of my candidates to take the first penalty, was I'm not sure if you remember he took last year in the cup against Arizona. You know, he took a, a nice penalty in the snow. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, you know, he's more experienced. You know. Seen him score a penalty before, so I wanted him to take it. And he has really good technique, and this time he did step up um, with Mensa off the pitch and Atiba off the pitch. Um, and, you know, it was a, a pitch, a picture-perfect penalty. Um, sent the keeper the wrong way. Hit Force. it hard. Side netting. Um, Con fuerza. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> really good penalty. Um, so there it is. 89th minute. I told you, Knicks fans, <laughs> nothing to fear. Um, 
And so, yeah, we've got the lead. Campanero would come out of the game for Ilhan Parlak, a name Super League fans will recognize. Um, this Kvirzic guy who had a yellow card came out for Emre Demir, a young-looking kid. He looked like he was, like, 12 to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he made his debut last year at 15. So he's turned um, 17. So, yeah. so he's pretty quite, he's quite young. And then, Evron, I know you loved what happened next. Um, we, I, I, as you'd expect, once you, you sort of unlock their defense and score that first goal, it's like the floodgates are open. And obviously, there's a danger of you allowing something on the counter. But if you play it right, as we did, you yeah, get a lot I of mean, opportunities. That was just stressful. Somehow, they added nine minutes of stoppage time. Um, I don't know, like I don't know if what you thought, but I was just like, what? Well, it's because also right before the, uh, the there was a big injury stop. Actually, two. One was the the um, Insakala one because he got really like two, messed up. Um, but then there was another one right before stoppage. I can't. I mean, it was a little excessive. Yeah, nine yeah, minutes. I, I don't think I've ever seen nine minutes. Like, it was like right before the penalty. I was like, man, how much time are we gonna have left? Like maybe three, four minutes, and then uh, we scored, and then we got nine. I was like, oh. <laughs> So, um, 90 plus 5, um, they get a free kick at the top of the box, that's worth noticing, noting. Mm. And Sokolo gives away a foul on the young, the youngster, Emre. And Every the, foul giveaway. Yeah, um, Ali Beck, Dennis Ali Beck, who, uh, I guess if you're a real football nerd, you'll know, he had a prolific time in Romania, steps <laughs> up to take this free kick, and you know, he just rifles it on the near side uh, with his left foot. So, you know, maybe trying to catch Erson cheating. Um, it wasn't quite in the top corner, but, you know, it was pretty close. Just, you know, a, a rifle. Like, the, the technique was perfect, but the placement was just slightly off. And Erson made, you know, a really nice save. Bats yeah, I was going to say, I, I think Erson might have saved it no matter what. Like, he was just there, you know. Yeah. Omniscient. Yeah. He definitely, he didn't cheat. He predicted that free kick. So that's why, you know, despite the fact it was struck so well. Um, he was equal to it, and then from that corner, uh, we counterattack. Yeah. So th their corner gets cleared out, and Kudu's trying to, you know, break away. This man slide tackling him. Um, gets the ball forward to Ozan, and then Hasej is making a streaking run down the middle. It's great touch um, after great touch, by the way. Like yeah, and Ozan plays in Hasej. It's one defender and two Bishkash attackers, with uh, and also the goalie. And Hasej is, you know, cutting in on his left. Is he going to pass it? You know, kind of a Bubakar. Should have probably, but whatever. Yeah, Bubakar esque versus Olympiacos. You know, Quaresma was in, and Bubakar was like, "Nah, I'm trying to finesse this in the corner." Um, not quite as well executed from Hostage. I think he got a little bit of luck. Um, didn't place it perfectly, and the goalie probably could have saved it. Um, but but he know, didn't. That's what's important. He didn't. He did not. And the young man Hostage iced the game. Two two nil. I was about to say Sixth two one. Two minute. Nil. Sixth minute of extra time. Um, at the end of the match, uh, did you see what happened? So Miguel Lopez got himself out. He outed. He got himself red carded. Um, what happened? Did he like rush the the ref? He was. I from, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw him walking away from the ref, and like either someone from the bench just came sprinting at the ref, you know, like screaming, like. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, in I that saw someone rush after that. Um, that's when he got sent off. I'm not sure if he got sent, like, if it was he said something, and then he was, and then the guy came in. It was kind of confusing, but there was just a lot of screaming. Um, 
and Loeb just got a, you know, got sent off. You know, it didn't really make sense why he was complaining so vigorously when he just, like, it was his fault. He gave away like, idiotic, yeah, yeah boneheaded penalties. Um, it's just like he just slide tackled dudes and then didn't touch the ball. It was mad. So, yeah. For sure was. Um, but so, yeah, I guess well, before we dig into um, the standings, which is obviously the, the part where we're going to have a lot of fun, tell us some stats, Evron. Like what – I mean, I know we, we dominated possession in the end despite – I mean, because it took so long for us to get that goal, I guess. But um, any standout performances? Like I'm going to say that I think Nsakala, before you – you know, you I, I, for the record, I have not seen anything on paper. I think Nsakala had a, probably a really good game statistically. But anyway, I'll hand it to you. Yeah, you want me to do individual first or team first? Uh, yeah, start with team and like possession was okay. what, like seventy-two percent. Yeah, seventy-two for the good guys. Um, I have a new stat today. I've been brushing up on my Turkish, so I can read the stat now. It's um, passing accuracy in the op- opposition half. Uh, that was ninety percent for Bishkas, which is quite good. Um, Kaiser really struggled to do anything in our half. Sixty-three uh, percent pass accuracy. Which is quite low. Our XG was 2.6, but you know it's worth noting we had two penalties, um, <laughs> which is probably about 1.5 to 1.6, depending on the model. So we had about 1 to 1.1 XG from, you know, not penalties, nice. which isn't great. We definitely struggled to create chances. Um, I mean, I guess it didn't help. But also, Guven. I think they were parking the bus hard, and yeah, yeah we had were... Guven and Lair now. So. Yeah, so you know there was. Uh, and Mensa was off his day, so it was kind of like, you know, one of those days, but we got it done. Um, in terms of their chances, they did have, like, one chance almost at the end. Like, at 1-0, or at 0-0, actually. Um, but uh, after Atiba lost the ball, like, in our own box. But, uh, you know, Wellington came, I think it was Wellington, or Vida, someone came up big and made the tackle. Um, so they didn't really have. Wellington. He had one. Yeah, I think it was Wellington. Saved. So because they didn't get a shot there, you know, their XG stayed at 0. 0.5. Um, but you know, going to individual stats, you were right. And Stockler did have a pretty good game. Ha, I knew. Five it. out of six duels won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the usual um, statistical monster Joseph was not at his best. Um, he was very clearly still injured. Um, yeah, his groin. Those are always nagging injuries, you know? That, that, yeah, that could I, I, go on he, for a apparently while. he insisted on playing, but, you know, this is probably... I mean, even though he... I think he had just one of his worst games in the, mm-hmm. in the shirt, he didn't do, like, awful. Um, but, you know, he was you know, he was falling, he was slipping. You know, really uncharacteristic mistakes. But, you know, he very like, he kept grabbing it, like, where the injury was. So I don't know why he was playing. But Kudu also had a very good game, um, very active a little bit, you know, he lost the ball a little bit too much, but he won five free kicks. Um, won, he won nine out of 17 duels, which is decent. Um, you know, got the game-winning goal, two chances created. Yeah, I was going to say, I think... Two Kudu, tackles, one. Nsakala, Wellington. I think those are probably the candidates for men of the match. One of those three. Yeah, Wellington had... Um, couple like off touches but all in all he was very solid back there as was Vita um, I think Vita was a little bit more efficient but Wellington was more involved um, yeah, Atiba he was, was like, also he had those big impactful decent. moments too right? yeah 
Tebow was also like his numbers were very good. Like you know, he won every single duel, won completed all of his dribbles, completed all his tackles, but it was very low volume. Um, and then he didn't really, other than that, like early shot, he didn't like you know. That's probably why he like he stands out more on the stat sheet versus the uh, the actual game because it was you know just not a lot of um, contributions, especially in the second half. But you know, I think he was just getting tired from carrying the load of goofy goof. Also, of note, Laren had like stitches uh, in half of his yes, face because of that. Have, yeah, Laren had actually had a decent game. Stats-wise, I mean, I think he had some good moments and some bad moments. Yeah, he didn't show um, much. I mean, again, though, like, I think there was just way too much reliance on Nkudu having to create something, and it just yeah. wasn't coming off in the beginning. But we won 2-0. Um, nice stats. Nice stat-mongering, yeah, if you will. Um, I guess we should just talk a little bit about this table, which... Um, is important now i'll hand one last thing over to you everyone and that's like so what about our rivals uh, elsewhere in the in the in the standings you know what did they do this week yeah so the day before we played gala went out to a zero zero tie um against antalya who just got smacked six zero the game before um so yeah. and of note sense. falcao is out for four to six weeks now because of Oh, yeah, he played. Falcao came in at halftime and came right back off, so they were struggling out there. Um, so because they tied, that means we moved into first because they're the only team ahead of us. Um, Alanya got a big W against Bashakshir 3-0. So they're so one their point level behind us. Today, but, uh, yeah, but they have an extra game played. Yeah, Alanya's extra game, so we're one point ahead of Alanya and Gala. And then Fenerbahce got a win against Kasim Pasha, you know, an injury-ridden Kasim Pasha. So they are now two points behind us. And then just three points behind us is Antep. Guys, Antep actually dropped points this week. So if they did not drop points, they would have um, been tied, with, you know, with tied for second place. But yeah, so Antep's just right around the corner. And then just four points behind, you know, rounding out the title race, which sounds weird to say, is Hatai. <laughs> yeah. Um, who got another big win through Bupenza. Maybe we um, should give an honorary mention to Trabzon, who's now yeah eight seven. points behind us. So, um, but ascendant, right? Like they were coming yeah, from the depths, and they beat Fatih Karagümrük. They've they've officially the um, removed Istanbul. the kings of Istanbul from reckoning. You hate to see for the kings, for those poor kings, and and the Rocco himself. Um. But so yeah, obviously the huge news here, and I think the thing that many of, of us have been celebrating for a little while now, is that Besiktas are in first place, everybody. Ring the alarm. Um, you can't say enough about our performances of late. Erison, four clean sheets in a row. You know, good on you, kid. Um, a, a lot of haters are having to eat their words, although they probably aren't. Going by our resident hater. <laughs> He's probably still talking trash somehow. Um, but yeah, this is a first placed Besiktas side, everyone. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time it happened. Um, I mean, I know for sure Quaresma was still here. Um, <laughs> but it's, on, you know, yeah. it's been a while. 
Um, definitely Shenol was the coach last time we were in first place. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, Fikret was the president. You know, it was a very different time. Um, you know, I think we've been kind of illuminating it to a little, for a while, but you know, um, you know, we've collected the most points since Sergan took over mm-hmm. in the league. Um, and it was kind of just a matter of 2020, time. I believe, right? Yeah. So, um, the start of 2021 took three days or four days, but we uh, we got that first place finally. So, way to, hell of a way to start the year. Um, but so yeah, upcoming we have a very busy schedule. At home to these uh, this this went this coming Wednesday, just in a couple days, January 6th, 11 a.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States. So check your local listings. Sunday the 10th, we're playing Hatay um, on the road. That's actually a pretty big game given the standings, right? Yeah. Hatay could could pose problems theoretically. Um, they were again. definitely mathematically in the title race. Um, <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. realistically. I don't think they'll carry up. I think they've been uh, getting a little bit lucky these last few few games um, to be as flying high as they are. But you know, two weeks from now, or not even two weeks from now, it's one week from now, two games from now. You know, they could still be in that form. So. Very much, yeah. It's just it's later. It's like the very beginning of next week, Sunday. So, yeah. Um, that's January 10th. Again, 11 a.m. East Coast time. And then next week, midweek, we're going to be playing Rize again, but this one for the round of 16 in the Turkish Cup. But we'll obviously be back before then. And in fact, we'll probably be back before the Hatay match. We'll see, I guess. You know, Knock on wood. I don't know. Yeah, Our schedules... Uh, Determ- we'll determine it. I, I think suppose. the big thing we also didn't mention yet was that the transfer window is officially opened. As in, of today. In Turkey, yeah. So it's January 5th it opens. Right now, as we're recording, it's January 5th in Turkey, not yet in New York. But Any good rumors you want to mention while, while we have... I mean, there's day? nothing concrete. There's a lot of talk. Um, uh, then, you know, there's... There's, you know, they want to bring Boyd back in. We've been hearing that for a while. Um... Before the game, you know, we were hearing hostage loan talk. I'm not sure if that's still going on. Uh, Lyich is still on the chopping block. Uh, Lens was rumored to be in the Netherlands. You know, obviously the, the board is working on getting rid of um, Dougie Doug. <laughs> Douglas. Dougie, not so fresh. Um, I think there was a couple of young Turks. Um or young Turkish players that we've been linked to and a couple older players. I guess the, the biggest name that we heard so far was Manzukic. Um, nothing like concrete, like always coming, but you know, there is, he was, we definitely were in talks with him before. And he's still a free agent. Um, there's rumors about Koita again. Um, you know, no one at this podcast once. Um, and then Al, Ali Akman from Bursa was mentioned. I don't think it's likely because Bursa hates our guts. Yeah, he's a um, pretty but he only big has six months right left now. on his contract, um, and uh, then so maybe that's like a last-ditch effort to make some money. Yeah, I think the most reasonable um, young player rumor I've heard so far was a young right back from Eskişehirspor at just 17 years old has played 90 percent of the team's minutes. Wow, in the, we definitely in need the, a backup yeah, to Rosie in the second that. division, especially so assuming we're losing Dorukan, which, by the way, is still. Very much a reality, probably, yeah. 
So Eski Share, his name is Bilal Jalon. Um, it's worth noting Eski Share is having a lot of trouble actually paying their players. Um, they're, they got relegated last year, um, but just stayed up because of, you know, no relegation. They got another point deduction this year by three points. I think they got like nine points deducted last year for not paying players and all that. Um, so they're not really in a position to hold on to players. Um, he has a contract till 2022. Um, he's very young. Haven't seen like any games of him, um, unfortunately. So I'll try to keep up with that now and that we're linked to him. But you know, it's a very interesting transfer session. We don't have a right back. Oh, and there's not right too back. many. Yeah, we don't have a backup right back. And there's not too many, you know, 17 year olds out here. Yeah, no, that's playing good. a thousand minutes or whatever. So. We all know the value of a, of a Turkish backup these days, given the uh, yeah. theoretically increasingly draconian foreigner limits they're going to be imposing. But um, yeah. let's wrap this sucker up. I think we've just about covered our bases here. It was obviously a gigantic win despite a rather ungigantic performance. Um, but again, Kaiseri was in the pit, so they have everything to fight for as far as getting out of the relegation zone. Um, again, they're at home. They hadn't. We hadn't beat them in Kaiseri since 2016. Is that right, ever? Yeah, last time we beat them, uh, a guy named Omer Shishimano scored the winner. Funnily enough, um, the year we won the title with Abubakar and Talishka. So it's, it's definitely remember, been a while. I, I was a very new father then, and I remember watching the game with my daughter, and she was drawing, and I was just sort of drawing with her. I drew. A picture of Umar Shishmanolu celebrating scoring a goal before he scored the goal. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, that's right. It was really creepy, actually. Yeah, my daughter was too young to appreciate it. Um, this will be a real throwback. Rodolfo was on the bench that day. Yeah. You remember him, so. The man with the glass knee. Nah, that's hard, man. I feel bad for him. He was. I actually liked him a lot as a player. That was a shame. Um. Anyway, let's let's wrap this sucker up because we're gonna be back yet again and again and again in these next few weeks because of all these uh, midweek matches. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Of course, like we said, January sixth, Wednesday, we're gonna be hosting Rize, and we'll be back shortly thereafter, somewhere Thursday, Wednesday, who knows? Um, as always, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow the, the mothership. There will be a lot of transfer news incoming. Um, at Beshiktash underscore I-N-T. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast, one word. Um, my guy Evron, still inaccessible via the internet. Right? <laughs> yep. I get it on there, man. How how are you gonna market yourself as a player, man? Um, I'm, I'm uh, doing it. It's just not not through uh, not, not through on Twitter. Yeah, not on Twitter. Um, but so yeah, really, you can't say enough about what what Bashitash is doing right now, and we're doing it, having cut costs on our salary, you know, on our expenses, having incorporated youngsters into the squad, so. There's so many positives that we're, we're beginning this year on. Let's just, um, you know, hope for the best going forward. Huge matches coming out coming up in the next few weeks uh, could be decisive. Uh, we're playing a lot, but so is everyone, you know. So uh, we're all going to be tired, theoretically. 
Our, our lack of depth could be an issue, but on the other hand, could be remedied very soon, you'd hope. So, knock on wood again. We're doing a lot of that around here, but um, yeah. Of course, I do have to mention also that... Go Basic Josh! Peace out, everyone. Donate to our kit for the, the club and actor of the Academy. Link is always underneath the episode information. Peace out. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.